Now joining us is a guy I've really grown to I love this guy. I really do. He was a great governor here in New York, the last Republican governor. Hopefully not the last ever. Hopefully Selden wins this time around, making a return to the Bernie and Sid in the morning show, my friend George Pataki. George, good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. I'm doing great. Good to be on with you. I'm sorry. You're going to miss your daughter. I remember when my first one went away, and it it takes a while. Where did he go? Uh, they went to Connecticut. It wasn't well. I could right. I mean, I mean, yeah. So you got there in like three hours. I got, I got a like, listen, George. I got to fly to London and then take a two-hour train just to see my daughter. Well, you're gonna do it. Knowing you, you you're gonna do it. <laughs> no, it's gonna be fun, and I'm happy for it. But it's killing me. Uh, listen. So you came out a couple of days ago, George. And you endorsed Lee Zeldin, and a friend of mine said, I swear to God, thank God George did that, but what took him so long? What's what's the answer to that? You know, I mean, uh, you you talk politics every day, but most people don't even uh, pay any attention until after Labor Day. Uh, And and so you endorse in August. uh, You know, people are all over the place. They have other things going on. You endorse after Labor Day. The public is starting to pay attention. And in my view, it has a greater impact. I mean, I would have been happy to do, to do it earlier, uh, but uh, there was no question in both in the Zeldin camp and in my with my people that waiting until after Labor Day was the right time to do it to have people pay the greatest amount of te- attention to it. Oh, you know what? That all makes sense. But I'll tell you why some people got confused, because on this show, being the honest man that you are, you uh, you've always wanted Lee Zeldin to win from day one, made no bones about that. But you were a little critical. A little critical of Lee uh, early on there. You know, you didn't think he was aggressive enough, not enough press conferences. Now you're waiting till after Labor Day. So folks said maybe Pataki in his heart of hearts doesn't really love Lee Zeldin. That's why some people ask that question. I'll tell you, uh, very simply, Lee is the right guy to lead New York for the next four years. And we got to change things. This state is headed in the wrong direction. There's no question about it. You know, and I'm a Republican, and, you know, you can't win with just Republican votes. But I think most Democrats look around the city, look around the state, and say, my God, things are headed in the wrong direction. we got to try something new. And there's no question in my mind that the person who can bring that change is Lee Zeldin. Now, do you think, though, and I agree with everything you just said, but do you think in the last couple of weeks, has he been more aggressive, doing more of the things that you'd like to see to ensure he gets a win in November? Yeah, he's out there. He's working hard. He's campaigning hard. The problem is the media just doesn't pay attention. And, and, you know, this is about the governor of New York State. It only happens once every four years. And this should be a close election. And yet Lee isn't getting the attention that I think he wants. I mean, you look what happens, what's happening on the streets. You look how the schools are doing. Uh, And I think I would hope that not just you and WABC, but others in the media take a look and say, yeah. we've got to take a serious look at Zelda. And he may have better ideas. He may be able to turn this state around. I'm exhausted, George. I feel like I'm, I'm uh, carrying the torch for all these people because outside of me and some shows on this station in the New York Post, like you said, there's nobody out there really championing our cause. And above and beyond the crime, the taxes, all those other things, George, do you remember a politician who served less than a year, who had this many corruption scandals, donors up to $300,000, million contracts, lieutenant governors getting arrested. Have you ever seen anything like what has been surrounding Kathy Hochul for less than a year? 
N- nothing like this, you know, and, and New York is ridiculously expensive. The taxes are too high. They're talking about having massive billion dollar deficits in the city and state next year. What are they going to do? They're going to look to raise our taxes even more and drive more people to Florida. So uh, you have you can't you can't allow contracts to require the state to pay twice what they should. Uh, it was absolutely wrong. It should be investigated, you know, and I uh, I saw James's uh, indictment or not indictment, but lawsuit against Trump. I mean, they've been searching for years. And the best they can come up with is that he might might have inflated the value of some property he donated. Why isn't anybody looking in Albany? Right. Why aren't any of the U.S. attorneys or the prosecutors or the attorney general taking a look at contracts like where the taxpayers are paying twice as much as California for the same tests? I mean, this is ridiculous. But uh, we just don't have a system that is fair because one side gets investigated night and day and the other you can have headlines calling for an investigation and nothing happened. Yeah, I mean, Bill O'Reilly was just on right before you, George, and he said, he said, look, the, the, the bottom line is all these corruption scandals for billions of dollars in and around Kathy Hochul will never get investigated because her friend is Letitia James. And as you just mentioned, her friend Letitia James is trying to, trying to get Trump for getting money from banks, by the way, which they approved, and he paid every penny back. I mean, this is so embarrassing for the attorney general, George. I don't know what to say. You know, I, I was I was shocked by how weak it appears to be. Uh, and, and, you know, I certainly agree with O'Reilly that the likelihood that she'd investigate Hochul are very, is very, very slim. But you have U.S. attorneys out there. You don't just have one. You have the U.S. attorney in Albany. You have the U.S. attorney in New York City. These are federal funds, by and large, that were used for the COVID response and buying those tests. Where are they? You know, they're supposed to have great integrity and be above politics. Uh, I don't see them doing anything. Uh, and it's just very discouraging. You know, and, and, and Sid, you know, you say you feel lonely out there. I'll tell you, as a Republican in New York has fought the fight every year in many races up and down the ballot trying to help people I believe in, it is a lonely fight. But ultimately, it's a fight that's worth fighting. You can't just look the other way. You need to have confidence that one of these days the voters, including Democrats, are going to wake up and say, hey, we can't keep doing the same thing. Things have got to change. And the person who can change things in New York State this year is Lee Zeldin. And, it's that simple. And, and the and polls are, are uh, saying that now. You know this. Governor Pataki, some of these polls, uh, Hoko's up by as many as 18 points. It's down to four. You've got Democrats like Bob Holden in Queens. He's endorsing Lee Zeldin, not Kathy Hochul. But let's go to you, okay? Okay. The numbers were the same 30 years ago in terms of Democrats in New York City, New York State, to what they are now. But uh, you found a way to win. So let's rewind the tape for Lee Zeldin and ask the man himself, the last Republican, to win this position. What did you do? What did you run on? How did you make sure you won in this state as a Republican? It was very simple to me. I had three issues that I knew that the, the people of New York felt needed changing. Crime. Crying, crying, crying. New York, people forget because we were safe for so long. New York State was the most dangerous state in America when I ran for office. 
the most dangerous state. We had almost 3,000 murders a year, wow. and we had to change the laws in Albany. So that was point one. You know, and by the way, uh, to the listeners, it's not just New York City where crime is through the roof. Rochester, New York, has had almost 50 murders this year. Yeah, Rochester is not a big city. It's just outrageous what's happening across the state. Now you got yeah, other, other cities crime, like Syracuse, uh, Syracuse, Binghamton, Utica, Monticello. All those cities are being ravaged by crime and, quite frankly, no industry. Absolutely. Crime, crime, crime. And the second thing, as you said, is no industry. Uh, and taxes are way too high. I said I was going to cut taxes. Uh, and we did cut taxes after I got elected. We had the highest taxes in the country. We do again. It's just outrageous that for what we get, where you have the mentally homeless out on the streets, where you have the schools, public schools that aren't working, and yet our taxes are through the roof. So I ran on crime, taxes. And the third thing was welfare reform. You know, we had a system where you could be on welfare for life, never even think about getting a job, being a healthy young adult, uh, and the state just sent you checks. And I said we were going to change that. We were going to make welfare recipients work. I think the equivalent this time, Sid, is mental illness. You can't have the mentally ill living on street corners or pushing people in front of subway trains. We have to get them off the streets for their own safety, not just our safety. So I think the issues are there. They're very similar. I think the solutions are there, and Lee Zeldin would advance those solutions. So I think the opportunity is very real for Lee to win come November. Every time you come on with me, and I don't say this just because you're my friend and blowing smoke up your butt, uh, George, but every time you come on with me, I know you ran for president in 2016. There were some rumors that maybe you get into this governor's race uh, before Zeldin, of course, wrapped that up. But every time you're on, George, I'm like, this guy should do it again. I mean, you've got fire. I'm serious. You've got fire. You've got energy. You're brilliant. You know what's wrong. You know what's going on. Very simply, have you ruled out George Pataki running for something again? I said I think it's highly unlikely. You know, I do have passion about this because I spent most of my life trying to make this state a better place. Uh, and you see it going down the tubes the way it is today. And how can you not be passionate if you, if you don't care uh, then you don't have, you don't you shouldn't have space on this earth. You got to care about what's happening in your community and to your state and to the country. So, so I care desperately. But what I really hope is to find the right candidates I can get behind and give my energy, give my support, give my enthusiasm and my ideas to them. To them. And right now, that's for Lee Zeldin. He's the guy. He's the one out front. He's the one who's put his his uh, neck in the news to go out there and try to change this state. And I just hope he has the chance to do it. Me too. You are uh, so great, Governor Pataki. As always, thank you for coming on. It's always an honor for me. It's a big deal. That's how much I respect you and like you. So thank you so much. And let's do it again very, very soon. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Sid. It's always an honor for me to be on with you. Uh, Me too. Thank you. There he is, folks. The esteemed, the great Governor George Pataki. And he's made it very, very clear. Don't, uh, no confusion here. He is enthusiastically... And I mean enthusiastically endorsing Lee Zeldin.